Seltzer Kings podcasts. Hey, it's it's me, Dave Bledsoe. There's swearing coming up. You should know that. This is not a regular show. I'm recording it ahead of time and scheduling to go up as I'm attending the services for a friend who recently took his life. There's still jokes. I mean, not great jokes, but there never really are great jokes. And I want to say that it's okay if you skip this show. Maybe suicide is a trigger thing for you. You don't want to hear about it. You don't know my friend and outside of this character I play on the podcast. I mean, you know it's a character, right? No one could drink as much as I say I do and actually survive. Certainly not now. I mean, maybe 20 years ago. So you, you don't even really maybe know me. There's no shame if you don't want to listen to this show. But if for some crazy reason you've come across this particular episode of this low-rated, dumb fucking podcast and are thinking of harming yourself, please tell someone, anyone, convene your own little ad hoc council before you make any long-term decisions. There's even a, like a hotline you can call. It's like the Butterball hotline for helping you not hurt the people you love and yourself. It's called the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and they are 1-800-273-8255. You wanted a big announcement, boys? The National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Call them. Call the fucking Butterball Hotline. Call anyone and tell them first. All right, let's do the rest of the show. If you're hearing this, that means you're probably still alive. I mean, I'm not omniscient and can't account for all possibilities in an infinite universe, including wormholes transmitting my voice decades back in time to a young Dennis Miller, making him the one ripping off me and not vice versa, which is so often a pine. Dennis, if you're listening, you stop being funny after 2001. Keep it together, buddy. It's going to do much better for your career. But Occam's razor suggests that if you're hearing me speak this completely unconventional intro to the show, you're most likely still alive unlike my friend bernie who took his own life last week which is why i'm doing this entirely odd episode that is not what i thought i would be doing this week i thought i would be talking about some shit that happened when i was a kid and comparing it to some shit that's going on now and saying what the fuck a lot instead saying what the fuck because my friend took his own life last week what the fuck? I mean, I've always considered myself anti-suicide because it's rarely a good answer to the problems you're experiencing. But intellectually, I understand it because at the end of all things, it's your life. And you're the one who gets to make these kinds of decisions. But I believe you should convene some kind of advisory committee or something for these things. Like, gather your most trusted people and lay out your reasons and See what they say. Because, hey, if you can convince them, the people that are going to be stuck here after you kill yourself, I would say you've got a decent case. But no one ever does that. They mostly, I don't know, just do it. And that's just a shitty thing to do to people. I mean, people have lives, and here you come interrupting their plans, ruining their holidays, and generally forcing them to fork out money to come bury your dumb ass in an expensive box in a rented hole in the dirt. Do you know you only get to rent a grave, unless you're like buried in your yard or something, which is illegal in most places, 
All you're doing is just taking like a long-term lease on a hole that in a century or so, if you're lucky that they wait that long, they just plop another corpse right on top of you. I, I think that that's rude. You know what else is rude? Making people dress up and put on uncomfortable shoes and stand in a morose circle around your hole. Women have got to put on makeup, which they're going to ruin by crying when they lure you into your rented hole. Then everyone goes and eats lukewarm casseroles in some, I don't know, JC's or Shriners Hall, whatever fucking venue you've rented, and stands around in circles talking in hushed tones, asking if oh, the other person, do you know why? Do you know how? Oh, do you know what, what happened? What the fuck? I think it's suboptimal. Look, say you convene your counsel and you make your case and they say, oh, yeah, you know, actually, that is a really good idea, but you're going to want to plan the event, right? I mean, you're going to want to make the least possible impact on the people you love. You know, you want to help them schedule their time off from work, find the best hotel accommodations, airfares, arrange childcare. You just generally make it as pleasant and expensive box in a rented hole type of it as possible. You're not an asshole after all, right? And that's the sort of thing that could take weeks, right? Or maybe, I don't know, depending on how many people love you, and you might actually be surprised how many people do love you. It might even take months to arrange, if you were at all considerate. And maybe, who knows, maybe you enjoy planning big parties, and you find that in all the work arranging your whole filling that makes the other problems that led you to convene your council in the first place seem a bit more manageable after trying to figure out how to balance childcare options for five different families from six different states. I don't even know how that works, but it does. And maybe, maybe you do figure all of it out and you discover you've got a whole, you've got a talent for it and you get a whole new career in event planning and a few years later, you're like, I don't know, planning Ariana Grande's bat mitzvah or whatever. I don't know things, all right? And you, <laughs> you look back on it you just shake your head and say, huh, ha, ha, ha. Well, these things get better if you just give it a minute. <laughs> I know that's the kind of shit people say anyway. I mean, what do I know? I'm not in your head when you think about these things, when you decide you're going to do these things. I mean, because if I were, I would certainly not do these things because I may not know things about what you were going through, but I know things that I've gone through and yeah. Like most people, I've had the thought that crossed my head that goes like, this, this fucking life thing is actually really, really hard. It might just be easier if I didn't do it anymore. I mean, that shit crosses my mind at least once a month, but only in like a hypothetical way, because even in the hypothetical that where I'm like, well, oh, fuck this, I'm not going to do it anymore. All the people that love me and I love them are still stuck in the world that I just left, and now they gotta deal with my dead ass on top of that. And that, that's not a nice thing to do. Because you're a nice person, aren't you? You don't want to hurt anyone. I mean, do you want to see a fat 50-year-old ginger ugly cry? I assure you, you do not. I mean, you won't, because you're in a box and you're rented whole, but... All your other friends and loved ones, they will have to see it, and they shouldn't have to. What the fuck? I get it. I don't get to make decisions in your life. We didn't put a ring on it. It's not that you didn't like it. It's just, you know, I'm kind of afraid of commitment. And I have no fucking clue what was going through your head when you did what you did. I know what wasn't going through it. The suffering of those you were leaving behind. I don't think you thought of it because you weren't a cruel man. 
and only a cruel man would do this with malice aforethought. I think you were hurting, and I think you were suffering from an illness that made you not think about the price of your death to those of us you left behind and our uncomfortable shoes and messed up makeup standing around your rented hole watching your expensive box disappear. And I wish you weren't suffering. And I'd wish you'd call the council to pitch this fucking crazy idea first. And I think our consensus would have been stick around. I think you would have been an amazing fucking event planner for Ariana. But none of those things are what happened. And all I'm left is to just sit here and keep asking, what the fuck? What the fuck, Bernie? I loved you. And I wish you hadn't done that. I wish you'd said something. Seltzer Kings. Podcasts.